from Bentonville, the epicenter of retail's hometown, it's the Supplier Community Podcast, giving you 24-7 access to a community of emerging and experienced thought leaders in the retail space. Enjoy the show. On the track to a fast start in the supplier community, category management is an essential topic. Today's presentation is taken from our 2017 Fast Start event. Maria Bazda Hicks was the speaker in that early morning conference where she helped to unravel the mysteries of category management from the what and the why to the how. So sit back as Maria reveals the reality of category management and how to use it effectively in your business. Hi everyone. Um... I am Maria Baeza Hicks. I've been working in this area since uh, the late 90s, so I've been here for a little bit. Uh, gonna walk you through some uh, major concepts within category management and give you some specific things that you can take away today and apply to your business, whether or not you are working on category management uh, to help improve some of your processes. So when we talk about category management, uh, there seems to be this lore of this mysterious thing that nerdy people do behind a door. Um, and it really, um, if you work in category management, keep that because it helps. <laughs> it helps, it's job security. People think that they can't do it. The secret that I will share with you here is that if you have common sense, you can do category management. Uh, category management began um, as a separate discipline around 1992. It's the first time that it was defined. Uh, and it was defined initially by syndicated companies. And now um, for, I see there's like a widespread of ages. Some people are close to my age, a lot of people a lot younger. So for the younger people in the group, what was happening in 1992 and a little before is that we were coming out of a recession and companies were trying to figure out how to maximize their profits uh, when in the face of vendors who were starting to push back on slotting fees and other business expenses, right? And so how are we going to analyze the information? How are we going to define the low-hanging fruit? And how are we gonna go beyond that to actually grow our business in a profitable way? Uh, so category management was born and there were multiple different uh, definitions. Over time, this is the definition that I came up with and I'll give you a moment to kind of take it in, because I don't like reading to grown-ups. So when you look at this definition, uh, there's growth, there's manage, there's combine. Um, what I would tell people, kind of a shorthand, is category management is taking sales data and combining it with demographic information, behavioral information, um, and uh, other decisions that go around why people buy things. Determining why people buy things and then deciding what levers you can pull to make them buy more. That's all it is, okay? And I say that's all it is, it's not like jumping in a pool, but 
That's essentially all it is. We're not curing cancer and we're not sending a, sh you know, a spaceship out to the moon. It is seeing what is already available in the data. It is grasping the common things of life, right? So when you go to the store, you make a habit of making decisions without thinking about it. People in category management actually take a moment to say, why did people do this and not that? And if I want them to do that, how can I get them to do that? We use data to do that. We use uh, focus groups to do that. We use different sources of primary and secondary and syndicated information along with POS to do it. Why don't you want to just use POS? POS tells you what already happened. So if you only do what the POS tells you, you're gonna repeat what already happened, right? If you want to do something different in the future, if you want to grow into the future, you've got to know what caused that. Did you like what happened? And then if you liked it, how do I make it happen more? If you didn't like it, how do I make that not happen again? So those are the kinds of questions that you need to ask. So like I said, the initial rationale was for uh, a desire for profitable growth. Uh, and also there's, especially when we think about Walmart, they already had a large buying group, but weren't each buyer, and as you will see if, depending on how much experience you've had with Walmart, buyers, especially in the late 90s and early 2000s, would switch jobs 18 months, two years, 24 months into it. Versus a vendor, the representative for a company had been doing the job 10, 15, 20 years. Who do you think has more experience in that business? The guy who walked in or the girl who walked in five minutes ago and is gonna leave 18 months from now or the guy who's been doing it as his bread and butter for a decade? So obviously that guy that's been there or that gal that's been there for a decade is gonna know more about trash bags than the you know, new buyer who's just learning her job, right? So Walmart decided we're going to start leveraging the expertise of the companies. We're going to start milking a little more out of the vendors. Now there's a balance there between what Walmart's interests are and what uh, the external uh, interests would be. And they balance that through different NDAs and different conversations. And there's, you know, some give and some take. Uh, and you'll learn more about that if you get into this business. Uh, but overall, what's good for the whole will improve the situation for the individuals. And so that is what the category management process seeks to leverage. When we look at the process overall, you've got different parts of it. So you define the category, you uh, determine the role of the category, you assess your performance so far, you're going to integrate data, uh, which means POS syndicated uh, if you do uh, ANUs, if you do uh, consumer targeting, all of that you're going to integrate at this point. 
Um, you set your goals. So what did the data tell me? What do I think my position should be? And now what do I want to achieve? If you don't know what you want to achieve, you don't know how to get there. Uh, create your plan. So am I clustering? How am I dividing my merchandise? Am I going to have my brands on the outside and my uh, private label on the inside? What does that mean for the category? How do people shop the category? All of that you will have answered or have one of the answers to from the process before that. Gonna implement, that's where you draw, that's where you decide where it goes. Notice category management is not just about drawing the modular, that's the fun part. We used to call it the Tetris part of the process. And it's one step out of many, okay? It's the culmination of all of the analysis and all of the thought and all of the planning that goes into the process. And then you review after you implement, after it's into the stores, then you decide, you start to measure. And you decide, did these things that I changed about what was going on in the merchandising, did they work? Aside is, the implementation is not just the modular. The implementation also involves a comprehensive plan that includes what's the pricing structure going to be? What's the uh, promotional structure going to be? Because all of that has an effect on what, whether or not you achieve your goals, okay? Now, some people will put one, two, three, four, five on this and tell you it starts here, it ends here. I don't do that because I know when you walk into the door, there could already be some of these steps going. And just because you reach the end doesn't mean you're go not going to keep going. That's why it's a circle. Um, it always, it's a constant cycle. You're always doing, measuring, planning, doing, measuring, planning. It's constant. I'm gonna um, talk to you a little bit about data presentation. And it's, when you look at what's on the board, this is how a lot of times people present their information. It's in a box, right? Versus this. That's the same data. So you had that, or you have this. So when you look at that, can you tell me off the top of your head which category grew and which category didn't? Do you know it from the box or do you know it from the picture? Pictures are better for presenting data, especially big gobs of crazy data that you're going to deal with, okay? All the time. People keep pictures in their head more than numbers. They relate to them more. Use pictures. Okay, I'm gonna share a few best practices just for when you go forward, and these you can use regardless of your business, right? Uh, something you'll learn is that working in this environment, it has to be cooperative. You cannot just be an island onto yourself. You have to leverage other people. If you're sales, if you're replenishment, you have to know what everyone else is doing. 
Build a calendar. Know what your part is in the task. Know what other people's parts are in the task. When you build your calendar, give yourself enough lead time, especially if you're giving someone else a deadline. Don't give them the day that you have to turn it in. Give them a day that will give you time to process the information they give you and then be able to put it forward. Don't let someone else make you miss your deadline. Okay? And then again, it's not just about the modular drawing. It's about the process. It's about answering the questions that need, that the data leads you to. Okay? Don't just walk in saying, I'm going to do this. Let the data talk to you. Let it tell you what you, you're supposed to do. And that's all I have for today. Uh, any quick questions? I think I have like one or two minutes. Yes. Yes. When you said look at your category, evaluate, I'm sure you also need to think about the category, what size that category is in their whole picture. Yes. Yes. So the importance and how quickly a buyer meets with you depends on how big the plate is on their desk. Doesn't mean that it is not the biggest thing for you. So because it is the biggest thing for you, you're going to take care of it like it is the biggest thing for you. And so then when they want to meet with you, if they give you 30 minutes or two hours, you will be ready because it's the most important thing to you. And that's why they want you in the room. Any other questions? Thank you, have a good day. Thank you for joining us for today's edition of the Supplier Community Podcast. We strive to bring you new content each Monday. Don't forget to stay on top of all of that fresh new content that Supplier Community brings you all the time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and smash that bell. And for more information on our upcoming events, visit our website, supplier.community. We connect you with the experts. You've been listening to another episode of the Supplier Community Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get in touch with us, any of our experts, or to be featured as a supplier community expert, reach out to amanda at supplier.community.